Uh, I'd be kind of interested to know what the rest of you, what do you think your, your work assignments are here on Arvalon? Um, they probably take some, some of your aptitude into account, but they also don't know you very well. Uh, and as a reminder, kind of the scenes we've set here. Yeah, you can see in, in our uh, game info channel on the Discord, if you want a list of this, there's the rooftop landing pad, which would probably be a tough sell to say that you need to work there because your ship's just sitting up there right now. There's Central, where the children are taught and residents gather to continue their education. There's the Big Steady, a great tree that leans off the side of the Landberg, where residents prepare and share communal meals. There's the Terraced Trunks, where residents tend crops of massive mushroom, massive mushrooms, massive mushrooms that grow on the side of the ancient trees. <laughs> I knew there was mushrooms. Uh, and uh, Shad Shop, uh, where you, yeah, you could probably like help out shot or something. Um, uh, cause you know, our, our business is growing, uh, or various other sort of, cause it's, it's like a full commune, right? So the, the market dealings that they do with the rest of the Landberg is, is, is in terms of credits, but here it's all just, you know, like everybody contributes what they can and is taken care of. Um, so it's not. Uh, it's not so much other stores. It's more like, you know, warehouses and, um, or not warehouses, but, you know, like st supply stockpiles and um, see, this is how deep I am in capitalism that I can't even think of what a cool commune would have. Um, <laughs> distribution centers? It, distribution centers, you know, cool cafes, um, other like miniature libraries, extension libraries, if you don't want to go to Central. Um, but yeah, where, where do you think you would all get assigned? Um, I would probably be over at um, the terrace tops with the mushroom crops. <laughs> okay. So we get, a, we get a nice shot of Gadget kind of shadowing somebody as, um, as they tend to the mushrooms and i think mushroom tending is probably mostly like making sure they have like good fertile stuff piled up around them um and they stay damp right like that's that's <laughs> mushrooms isn't it i don't know <laughs> well in real life i'm not quite big into farming or cultivation or fungal husbandry <laughs> um and i imagine for gadget it'd be far too moist for her taste uh -huh. uh, and this might be the not the most aligned project assigned where there might be a little bit of mismatch because I imagine for an agricultural job, you need to be strong or robust and sinewy. And these are not words I normally describe her. Uh, uh -huh. So she'd probably be counting down the moments for a reason to get out of this assignment. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And I, I think your supervisor... Uh, or, you know, they probably don't call it a supervisor. It's probably, like, just, like, you know, your your mentor in this role probably recognizes that. And, you know, they take it easy on you. Uh, like, they're not trying to... The idea... It's more about the spirit of the, mm -hmm. like, you know... 
if you if you stay here, you work here, and we take good care of you. Um, then it is about like you're expected to be extremely productive the moment you arrive. So as long <laughs> as you show up and you know you like make at least a little bit of a show of participating, they're they're good. They're good with it. They'll you know they'll let you off early. Um, and what about Quell and Augustine? Well, it sounded like Augustine had something he was going to say, so you go well, ahead. I'm not too sure where Augustine would be put. I also don't know who Augustine would know here. Because um, mm, Augustine, Augustine knows someone everywhere. Um, so I don't know if Myriad has someone in mind. Uh, maybe he's providing, you know, meeting up with whoever he knows and providing information about what's going on outside of Arborlon that, you know, a firsthand experience, not through semaphore and just <laughs> yeah. the goings-ons of the Berks. Yeah, I was actually going to suggest you could be a, a guest instructor at Central, right? Because yeah. you, you have a lot of experience, you know a lot of things. Um, so I, I think we could get a, a fun shot of uh, Augustine standing at the head of a, of a class um, oh. and, you know, with like maybe a little diagram of the vast that you've drawn in chalk um, and kind of the uh, the regular day-to-day instructor sitting to the side and staring dreamily at you. Like um, <laughs> that one that one Indian, student, student of Indiana Jones who wrote like, love you or something <laughs> on her oh, eyelids. God, on her eyelids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Augustine leads this, this, uh, this discussion of, you know, current events throughout the vast. And I think... I think word probably spreads, honestly, like, okay, so you have the morning period where it's the kids, right? Because the kids are the ones who are really supposed, who have to be here. Um, but then, you know, you have lunch and in the afternoon, like a bunch of people who just have time show up and they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost turns into like kind of a, you know, more of a, a full-fledged seminar slash TED talk. Um, <laughs> uh, of the the locals who... You know, they're not totally disconnected from the outside world um, because they do have, they keep an eye on the semaphores. They have some connection to the semaphores and people do show up, but like they're still, it's like a degree removed and you're that degree. So, <laughs> you know, they find it fascinating to talk to you. Yeah. And like Augustine is probably like giving the firsthand experience of what's going on with the Landbergs being pulled into the Ooh. assemblage and like probably in the afternoon session, probably not for the kids. <laughs> You're getting right to the good stuff. Yeah. I imagine they'll, they'll have some questions for Chalice as well, assuming mm -hmm. they stay here. Um, and yeah, yeah. I think you, you quickly become a local celebrity, Augustine. Uh, and what about Quell? Well, the first Quell was thinking, I'll go to the mushroom terraces because I don't really know anything about agriculture, but I'm good at picking things. But mm -hmm. then when uh, Gadget decided to go there, Quell was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to double up on labor. So then Quell was like, oh, I'll go to Central and help work with the kids. I work with kids <laughs> all the time. But then was like, oh, oh, well, you know, it seems like Augustine has that covered. So Quell was like, well... What shall I do with myself? And decided, 
I'm going to go to the, <laughs> I'm going to go to the kitchen and I'm mm-hmm. going to cook. And the thing is, Quill doesn't know a whole lot about cooking, but Quill knows a whole lot about the flavors of various things that wind up mm-hmm. in your mouth. <laughs> this is canon. This is established. This is canon, okay? So Quell is going to go in, and as Quell learns from the, the people in the kitchen and, and picks up some wonderful culinary tips, which is fantastic given our culinary reputation, Quell is also going to teach them all about repurposing things like various oils and dirts, and we'll call them fermented foods. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in their cooking, right? It, so that you can like really stretch what you have available in times of hardship. Because there are so many more things that are edible than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly a plethora of things that you can eat and that you can even make taste reasonably good if you mm-hmm. know what you're doing. And mm-hmm. Quell has learned through a lot of experience. I think the the chefs are extremely dubious at first, but eventually impressed, uh, especially once you show off some of those knife skills of yours. <laughs> Quell is like, Quell would definitely, it would probably come up because Quell would see them about to like uh, compost some food remains or something. And Quell would be like, what are you doing? You can eat that. That's still <laughs> edible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Quell will be like, let me show you. We're going to make something I call urchin stew. <laughs> oh my god, they're like you cook the urchin. <laughs> <laughs> no, the urchins make it. It's named for the people that make it, not the things that go in it. Because oh, oh, different things oh, go oh, in okay. it every time. It's very flexible that way. Now mm-hmm. give me that fish head. <laughs> Wait, are there fish on Arbalon? Give me that thing that looks like a fish. Uh, there's, I mean, I think fish live in the in the rivers that thread through the sky, and I think Arbalon probably has like a good number of rivers kind of crisscrossing it, or like, you know, causing, bringing in precipitation and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's it, it definitely has some some fish of some kind. I'd leave it up to Miriam to decide what kind of fish. <laughs> Don't throw out that that fetid that curdled armadillo bear milk we can use the curds we'll make a, a farmer's cheese mm, armadillo cheese curds <laughs> look everything tastes good when you fry it in oil and it doesn't have to be a food-based oil <laughs> and this is how quell teaches them how you can really stretch the food you have on hand with a little creative thinking and a little willingness to put various things in your stomach that normally wouldn't go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Um, and I think by the end of the, the evening, you know, they've got some, some new dishes that they did not have before. Quell could teach a whole lesson called, you'd be surprised that this is a protein. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and somewhere in the back of your head, you just hear an approving. Ah! <laughs> from, um, God, what was her, her name even? Auntie. Auntie Gina. Auntie Gina. Auntie Gina. Yeah. <laughs> and her quote chicken soup. It's mm-hmm. always good, right? I can even show them how to make an approximation of chicken soup. <laughs> uh huh. Good. Perfect. Delicious. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, all right. And now that we know what everybody kind of did with their with their day, we can roll in to do your second downtime action. Um, and I, before we do, I'd like to remind you that the Beluga has a few outstanding things about it, some good, some bad. Um, it has those lemon floodlights, which were temporary, uh, mm-hmm. but you could make them permanent, but it would be a, a brief long-term, pro- long-term project. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. they call them. Uh, and it also has a point of hull damage. I was going to say, what's wrong with our engine also? I know it's um, missing some parts. Oh, It's more aerodynamic now. <laughs> it is. It's a great, great segue. We actually didn't do upkeep before. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. that's why we have some hull damage <laughs> and an <laughs> engine that needs some service. I'm pretty sure we can fix it with lemons. <laughs> it's worked so far. Uh, so yeah, if you pay the upkeep, then I think uh, Gadget would be able to, you know, get whatever hoses don't fit anymore. Um, you know, get it all back together, get your engine together fine. If you don't pay the upkeep, then uh, it's going to continue being aerodynamic, and that's not necessarily going to be a problem right now, but it might be a problem later. So did you want to pay the one credit for the upkeep, or do you want to roll the dice on that? Augustine likes having a ship that functions. (laughs) It functions! And continues to function. <laughs> yes. Does Does Augustine have the cred for this? Because yeah. uh, Gadget certainly doesn't. Yeah, I have two creds, so I'll pay the one. Ah, uh, you're a good captain, Augustine. <laughs> I was gonna say we could do a work exchange, maybe. The last job was kind of screwy because you weren't necessarily doing it as like a job for anybody specifically. You were sort of doing it for the Union of Landbergs. It's okay. We'll account for it later. Um, but okay, so Augustine paid the one, and yeah, Gadget, you were able to get the ship back together, and it, it seems to be running just as well as it did before. We really um, just like sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, now you all get your choice of one additional downtime action. Ordinarily, you'd only have the one, but Arbalon's special move is that it's off the grid, so even if you're at war, you get to take two. Ooh. Unless, unless they have your enemy faction has a significant presence here, which Protector Affairs does not. Thank goodness. They're the man, by the way. Them and the Azure Empire. <laughs> well, they're Two part men. of the man. I would say that they're actually pretty underfunded. Uh, but, well, okay. For what they actually do, anything would be overfunded. But, unlike our real-life police force, they actually don't have top-notch everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, uh, the Azure fleet kind of doesn't treat it as a huge priority. So the Azure fleet is the big man, and this is the little man. Yes, yes. They're all part of the Azure Empire, but the Azure fleet is the one that has the big, big, you know, uh, they don't call them pirate ships, but they are kind of pirates and they are ships, so. I see. Uh, so this is really, the, the Protectorate Affairs is like the hand of the man, the man hand. Yep, the man hand. Got it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yes, who who wanted to take the first downtime action? What does it take to uh, remove the hull damage? Great question. It takes the repair action, um, which I think we have in our downtime activities thing on our Discord. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So yeah. When you repair, you take the time to buy the appropriate parts and oversee major fixes to the ship. If you want to repair a crosswire sparking oscillator, you just need a rig roll. These kinds of repairs fix battle damage and bring back systems from the brink. When you take the repair action, spend one cred and clear one damage on a ship system. The mechanics bailing wire and twine ability allows you to do some of the work yourself and use junk found on the cheap to fix up your ship, removing the need for the cred to be spent making repairs faster <laughs> and cheaper. Does Gadget have that? Nope. Nope. All right. So, yep. Yeah, if you wanted to do it, you'd need to spend another cred. I don't want to go broke. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Beluga have cred? No. Nope. Oh. Uh, I, I might have a cred. I don't actually know. Where would I see that? It would be on your character sheet under... You have three cred. Yeah, Ooh, your special armor. Sweet. I've been saving it then because I don't buy anything because I live on trash. So. <laughs> Got gobble so, mindset. Right? So I will gladly give you a cred to fix this. I wouldn't be the one doing it because you don't want Augustine rigging. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't either. But you're so. Augustine Rigby. It's in your name. <laughs> what, do you want it, Gadget? Are you good at breaking stuff? I suspect you uh, are. I am, and I I am stressed, but Gadget is just stressed. That's just who she is as a person. So yes, we could take my downtime activity to repair our ship. I toss a credit to Gadget, <laughs> who who is brilliant, a brilliant mechanic, and will probably. I mean, Quell thinks he'll probably just take this cred and like shove it between like two i don't know flux capacitors or something and get the ship working <laughs> she doesn't uh, know if it's going to conduct or if it will work as a resistor well doesn't know <laughs> anything <laughs> uh, i'm going to steal some more from uh beam saber here and rule mm-hmm. that the person who is doing the repairing doesn't necessarily need to be the one who spends the downtime action um okay I- you can split up the cost I can spend it and supervise and be. I, I, I can supervise Gadget because Gadget. Yeah. I think what, <laughs> and what this looks like probably is you you heading down to the um, the storehouses and seeing, you know, like, oh, I need to get this kind of paneling. Because, you know, like half of the job is finding the materials, right? And that's honestly probably one of the most time consuming parts. So if Augustine handles that. And Gadget, I'm sure, can do the fix. And, and you pull for, through four different cases, and all of a sudden, your captain's on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, those, just the four times was all. <laughs> I kind of feel like Gadget, like the more stressed Gadget is, the better she functions. It's like powering her up. And eventually she's going to go full-blown stress Super Saiyan. <laughs> if you look at Chihuahua, would you ever, what would you do if you saw a non-shaking, non-jittering Chihuahua? Would it even be a Chihuahua anymore? I'd be no. concerned that it had died. I would watch my back. <laughs> <laughs> that Chihuahua has a plan. Oh. It's too <laughs> it calm. Has, it has means and motive. Um <laughs> But yeah, so okay, so your um, your thoughtful captain Augustine takes a credit from Quell, um, heads down to the storehouses, 
and some crews, you know, like a few the crew house workers, uh, mm-hmm. bring up the stuff, and Gadget spends a little bit of time getting it all in place. So uh, that's a credit from Quell, an action yeah. from Augustine, and the know-how from Gadget. <laughs> it's a real team effort. Yes. Maybe and Quell it's just feels good about it. Cheering from <laughs> behind. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, what you doing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, what you got there? That's a that's a real um, humdinger. <laughs> now we're saying that for you know we have hull damage and an engine that needs work. Do you want me to roll for rig then for this you, repair? You don't actually need to roll for this. Uh, you if you spend the credits um, and you take the time, uh, it, it just gets fixed. Okay. Uh, rolling the rig is more for like repair repairs in the field. Okay, got it. So I will delete this one hull damage. And the beluga See? is feeling much better. And now, Gadget, you and I have made up for making the making the engine a little more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who wants to go next? We have three more downtime actions. Well, I can say that Quell uh Quell is on a new land, and whenever Quell is in a new place, especially one that she's heard can be exceptionally dangerous down on the forest floor, and where she's been told that they're going to go down to the forest floor, uh, she wants to do her best to get acquainted with the land in case she needs to do what she does to get out of a tight space. (laughs) So I think that... um, when she gets a chance, she's probably going to go as close to the forest floor as she can get without being in danger. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's any places near the base of the tree that have been secured. Um, Myriad would be able to tell us about that. But basically, she's going to get as close as she can get. If she can't actually touch the earth, she's going to touch um, the tree trunk. Mm-hmm. And she's going to try to reach out to the land basically see what she feels and open herself up so that she can basically do the equivalent of introducing herself you know she's she's being polite okay what downtime activity do you think this falls into uh do we train can we train is that if she's training her her... Uh, okay yeah oh but her attune is already at three it is (laughs) I mean, you could still take this as an opportunity. If describing that, you know, could be training your resolve track track somehow. Um, If you wanted to train the other tracks, it would probably be, you know, something else. That's just she's gonna train her resolve track because you know she's she's getting in touch with the flow of the land. She's resolving to work with the land uh, and be connected with it. And she's probably gonna do this on every land bridge she goes to. Okay. Go ahead and give me a fortune roll using your attune. So how would it just, just click attune? Yeah, and just do risky standard. Okay. Attune, risky standard, no bonus die, submit. Oh, that's a crit. Yeah. yeah. You got, a, you got a six of four and a six. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you feel like you get a you feel pretty connected with the with this tree 
Um, and then as you follow the tree, you get you feel acquainted with its root network. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you feel acquainted with the, the, you know, various fungiform organisms that kind of connect the root networks. Um, and eventually you just kind of feel like you're feeling into like a really good chunk of Arbalon. Wow. This is very exciting. Maybe I'll give you a bonus die in your engagement roll for that. Excellent. So yeah, she just really, uh, she's not looking for anything in particular. She's just getting to know the space, getting to know what's here and letting them know that she's here. Mm -hmm. Because uh, she wants the place to know her. She doesn't want it to react to her like she's just some stranger who's intruding on it. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that we got to tap into the little fungal network between the roots. That's so exciting. <laughs> I need it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put one point in my resolve crack since I guess that's what I was training. Sounds good. good I could also see that as a justification for your psychic, or not psychic mystic track if you'd rather do that um but up to you my mystic track your, your playbook advancement oh that's sweet too uh uh yeah that might actually make more sense so i'm gonna take okay. that one point out of resolve and uh i'm going to start my playbook advancement there we go yeah there you go that makes sense perfect all right so, get that we kind of zoom out on um, Quell and you know probably like a really cool stylized shot of like her nervous system. Um, you can kind of like kind of glowing through her body, um, and seem, seeming like connected to the the trees don't have veins, but they have like you know. They have I mean. Sap flows through them. Yeah, right? wherever the sap flows through. I, I'm not an arborist. If you are an arborist, please reach out to us and let us know. <laughs> we would be happy to feature what you share with us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So those were two good downtime actions. Uh, we still have Myriad and Gadget have free downtime actions. Well, I definitely want to reduce some stress and cut loose with Myriad um, because there's only so many days that Gadget can continue doing laborious work. And <laughs> uh -huh. uh, she's not quite sure what the consequences of not earning her keep are, but man, uh, she can only imagine what it'd be like to be thrown off this treetop without having a cute <laughs> little bungee cord attached to her. And uh, she has no intentions of finding out. So she's going to gravitate to the one person that she's confident that is able to uh, sustain this arduous lifestyle, and that's Myriad. And she's probably going to be following them around uh, their favorite haunts, trying to um, absorb through osmosis their ability to uh, withstand physical labor. So maybe <laughs> she catches up to them um, at the Shad shop mm -hmm. and looking around, because that's that's where she'd naturally be gravitating to if she wasn't uh, inscripted in physical labor. That's where they make the carbon fiber androids. Well, mm -hmm. okay, so it, <laughs> Gadget already assumes that Myriad has cybernetic parts. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and now she's seeing the shop where she clearly sees a connection between Shad and Myriad. Uh, some familiarity there. 
and prosthetic uh, limbs made out of carbon fibers. So it, <laughs> it, Gadget immediately goes towards Marion is clearly shopping for replacement parts. All right. <laughs> yes, I wanted it to go there so, so badly. Um, try not to be rude because clearly Marion's trying to look cool in front of their friend, but she's like picking up each piece of like prosthetic equipment and eyeing it up like, I don't think this is a better fit. I think you should keep the current equipment that you have on hand, but I'm not here to judge. <laughs> but like, you know, that little satisfaction like, I, I knew it. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> uh, Shad will probably ask you if you need anything. Uh, gadgets shows um, that, you know, she's very much interested in Shad's um, business. Gadget be very interested in owning some replacement parts just in case shit does ha- hit the fan. But Gadget <laughs> does not have any cred to her name at at the moment and um at the rate that she's working at the mushroom farm likelihood's not great that she's going to be earning much cred uh during her stay in arbalon <laughs> mm. well uh, were you planning on heading out with um with myriad on their their special task well myriad did you share your special task with everybody else that myriad that was Myriad specifically said, like, no, let's talk right here. So everybody is aware of Myriad's yes. special task. Everyone <laughs> knows of the special task. <laughs> Myriad who's like, I just I just assume they're all gonna come with me. And Myriad was right. Myriad is so right. <laughs> Gadget would make her intentions clearly known that she has no intentions of going into a moist environment to do manual labor. Mm-hmm. It's just not what she's built for. Uh poaching hunting trapping that's a little outside of her zone of expertise but anything to get out of mushroom tending <laughs> and then chad just grins and looks at me and is like well tell you what if an armadillo bear takes your arm off i'll give you a discount oh that's so thoughtful <laughs> that way it doesn't cost an arm and a leg Oh! <laughs> hey, yeah. I give Tony an inspiration token. <laughs> that would be a gambit here, but then you'd just all be getting that. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you're just. Ter- I think Myriad. I'm guessing most of what Myriad's doing today, we'll still see what their their downtime activity is. But like, it's probably getting ready for this job. <laughs> um. But yeah, go ahead and, if, as long as Myriad's cool with it, go ahead and make the roll. Oh, I hope I roll bad. Ah, shit. Okay, so I overindulged. <laughs> oh. oh, no. What were the consequences? I'm pulling that up. Hold on. Yeah, um, I think it's listed. Rash action, big talk, or lost. <laughs> You're lost on the forest floor. How do we play this out? Uh. Well, I mean, Big Talk, popular one. Uh. <laughs> big Talk sounds like fun. Yeah, you do seem, Gadget seems like she would excel in the realm of Big Talk. She is a genius. <laughs> She's a prodigy. Unfortunately, I don't think Quill passed the information along about the filters to the rest of the crew because she said she wanted to talk to gadget but i don't think we had the opportunity yet no yeah she just gave you the look and is like we will chat later (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, you don't know what they are, but you could still talk about having them. It could even look like you being like, I'm going to open this damn case and talk about it. <laughs> um, so that's a possibility. You know yeah, we're, we're, we're going to play that scene out. So we're over at Shad's shop and... Uh, Gadget, for once, is feeling completely stress-free, which, as we described in the Chihuahua situation, you should be concerned uh, when there's no stress involved. And she's like, finally, uh, we, you know, for once, I'm, I'm in an element surrounded by people who will finally acknowledge the truth. Uh, we don't have to hide things anymore. Uh, so she gets out Chalice's case and be like, like this, um, I acquired this from the assemblinati and we i don't have to hold it in anymore we can talk about it now and she uh, is she able to easily open the case <laughs> first i think shad just gives mary to look and is like mouth's assemblinati um <laughs> don't know it's like i have no clue <laughs> um yeah it's not it's not locked i think it has like two latches Okay, all right, let, let's, you know, I haven't had a chance to investigate what's inside, but you know what? There is no time like the present. Let's do it right here, right now, uh, in front of good company. Uh, so Gadget <laughs> opens up Chalice's case and finds out, uh, sees the little vials filled with liquid. Yeah, um, you see um, uh, the filters, the three filters, which you don't know if they're called that. Um, mm -hmm. but they're glass tube with fancy filigreed metal caps. Uh, the liquid inside is transparent and iridescent. Um, and, uh, you can see like, you know how when you open a bottle of, uh, seven up, like especially a glass mm -hmm. bottle, it kind of like bubbles off, up off the side, like the little lines of bubbles kind of like go up. Uh, it kind of does that like permanently. It's very, um. Uh, effervescent effervescent yes effervescent oh shad have you seen anything like this before <laughs> uh shad just says may i shad says what i'm sorry may i like reaching out to, to take oh, yeah, it? absolutely I, there's several in this case uh we're <laughs> working together to find out what it is <laughs> shad like holds it kind of like holds it up to the light um and i think it's like it's they're probably about the size of like a like a highball glass, um, mm -hmm. but you know, like with the caps on either end. Um, and they, they hold it up to the light. They kind of study it from different sizes, and they're like, "Nope, can't say I've ever seen anything like this before." Do you, where'd you get it? Uh, <laughs> you're going to let me keep talking, Myriad? Okay. <laughs> it's called big talk, not short talk, and then moving on to the next scene. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll have you know that we are currently keeping a member of the enemy in our presence. And I was able to go through the belongings and find this. And I have a suspicion that they did not want us to have this in our possession. So that makes me think, what are they trying to hide from us? And why don't they want to know that we know about this? Uh, which makes me think that this could be a pretty powerful ingredient to have on hand. Um, she gives one to Shad. You know what? Between the two of us, I think we can figure out what this is. <laughs> oh, thanks. The, the enemy, you said? You mean, like, the Azure Fleet? Shad, you don't have to play dumb with me. You're among friends here. <laughs> they let their mouth hang down and they just look back to Myriad. 
Myriad, there's still more time to wait. Oh, and then Myriad's like, Myriad's like, wait, 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 Gadget. I don't know if we're playing dumb or if we just actually are dumb. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. <laughs> oh, Myriad. <laughs> I can always trust you for saying the right thing. <laughs> I have a lot to learn from you. <laughs> and Shad will probably just shake shake her head and say, well, I see this is a contentious area, but yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to this and look into it. Thanks. All right. <laughs> and yeah, we could go ahead and increase your heat by two in your current sector. No! Let's see. Arbalon is in the goal ward. So. so since you're doing that, I've had a, a message pending in chat and Discord just for when we level the beluga. Subtly <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> <just, laughs> hinting. <laughs> just passing through was one of my thoughts of this might be good since we're getting a lot of heat and are at war with someone. I feel so bad for poor Chalice. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. You still have the two in there. <laughs> mm, I'm going to find out where that third one went. <laughs> oh, and uh, just passing through for the, for the listeners, during payoff, take minus one heat. When your heat is four or less, you get plus one D to deceive people when you pass yourself off, yourselves off as ordinary citizens. And you still have downtime activities even if you're at war with any faction as they have trouble locating you. Oh, if you took that, I might uh, I might end up rewriting the Arbalon one just to make sure it still had some kind of purpose. But yeah, that sounds helpful. Uh, okay, and let me make sure I did that overindulge right. Yeah, plus you hate in the current system. And yeah, but you feel much better after finally letting that all out. Gadget. <laughs> uh, and Myriad, what would you like your downtime action to be? That is a great question. Um, I was thinking of starting a long-term project. Mm-hmm. Before? Um, you know, I thought about this a month ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a long-term project. And I wrote uh-huh. down long-term project, and then I didn't write anything else oh, down. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, I've been no. sitting here thinking, like, what was that long-term project? Um, was it for the Lemon Lights? Because you were definitely involved with that. It might have been for the Lemon Lights. I'm not, I'm not trying to force your hand. I'm just trying to think of what things you would be, you would have been interested in a month ago. It was either for the Lemon Lights or it was for creating a romance anthology. <laughs> um, or it was for improving my cane as a weapon. One of those three things. It might have been for improving your cane as a weapon. I feel like that one came up, but I'm not sure. Sounds familiar. But it's up to you. You are not beholden to the past. Correct. Uh, <laughs> since we are near the shut up, um, mm-hmm. I think I would like to talk to my dear friend Shot again about uh, improving my cane as a weapon. Okay. 
because it's it's cool and it telescopes and all and I can use it as a pole vault to get from one relatively close uh sky ship to another um, uh-huh. but I would like maybe like a blowgun or like <laughs> blades okay that was going to be my next question like what specific improvements are you thinking because I think we already often count it as a fine uh, melee weapon right or yes. something um yeah so but if you wanted to add specific utilities to it where it could be like used as a ranged weapon as well that's definitely something you could do um <gasps> what my mind just immediately have have you all played soul caliber yeah. briefly yeah it's been a okay do you know ivy's sweet sword that then um, turns into a whip Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have a whip cane. It could also be there are the quarter staff like things where it's three wood sections mm-hmm. that are chained together or staff yeah. sections. Yes, that I mean that would be what it would really be. But I like soul <laughs> caliber, so because <laughs> the soul still burns. In our last Blades in the Dark campaign, you fought with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> you had a spiderweb whip, remember? That is true. I did have a spiderweb whip because I was a spider obsessed mm-hmm. with spiders. Um, <laughs> Wait, you were a spider who was obsessed with other spiders? <laughs> the spider playbook. Spider playbook. <laughs> and I, I took that to a literal... Uh, yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um... I think I want to make it, if right now it is a fine melee weapon, I would like to make it also a blaster type thing. Okay, so you can sort of like twist the top and, you know, basically like fire out a decent number. Basically function as like a standard blaster pistol. Yes. Caster pistol. Caster Cause pistol. Are, yes, because we are magic here, not, well, magic technology. Anyway, magic technology. It's weird. It's yes. fun. We like it. Magic tech. Okay, so yeah, I think um, you can talk to Shot about this, and yeah, they'll they'll or I'll take it back and be like, "Oh, so you had some bigger plans for this one?" You know, I'd, I'd had some similar thoughts, um, and I think since you are on this landberg with with them, you could probably consort to get this started, and it will be a six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah. Where do I add my clocks? Is it under? It's the same place where you keep your like connection clocks. Okay. Uh, it's on the lower right. And yeah, you could just say this, say adding ranged to cane. Something like that, just so we I, remember. I just said cane modification. Works for me. Uh, and yeah, you can consort here if you want, but you can you can do whatever. I was just saying um, that since you, you have shot right here, that is a possibility. I think consorting makes sense. I think studying would also make sense if we were like coming up with the design together. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, and I think I'll I'll even give you a plus one bonus die because you're using your, well, using sense so bad. You're uh, getting some help from one of your deadly friends, so you'll get a plus one die if your approach involves shot. Okay. Um. Oh, it's the same. Same either way. 
I will use study because why not? Cool. Risky standard? Mm-hmm. It's just a fortune roll, so it can be whatever. Okay, so we have a two and a four. Uh, so we use the four, which means you can mark two ticks in that clock. All right. Yeah, I think you and you and Shad go back and forth for a while, and you basically this part of it is basically like drawing up some blueprints and Shad making some probably like you know drilling a few holes that you might have that uh, air specialized equipment might be better with, like nothing that's going to interfere with its day to day operation, but the kind of thing where like a know that you'll probably be completing this you know on your ship at some point, so that it just kind of make the make a few adjustments now that'll make your life easier later. All right. 